Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to More Than Amused Podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, welcome to More Than Amused Podcast. I'm Sadie. And I'm Stani. And happy 2023. Wow. Here we are. (laughs) Happy New Year. It's crazy. We're here. We have made it. I guess it's such a cliche, but do you have any New Year's resolutions, things you're wanting to start doing in 2023? I haven't thought about that yet. Is that bad? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) We're recording this for context. We're recording this before Christmas, obviously, because... We have to. <laughs> I'm out of town. I won't be anywhere near my microphone yeah. until New Year's Eve. I mean, so. you're in out of your town into my town, but yeah, coming home. Yep, I'll be at my parents' house too. So we've got obviously a lot of family stuff going on. So we're kind of recording mm-hmm. this before Christmas. So maybe I will take the next two weeks and Think ponder. Have you ponder. already thought about any? The only thing I'm like wanting to do and I'm almost like I don't want to say it because then I feel like I have to commit to it is I really want to take like adult ballet classes and I found a place that has them in the mornings before I have to go to work and it's like five dollars for your first class and they're beginner adult ballet classes that's so cool and I want to do it you should the classes are only like 10 I think they're 15 dollars which is like not that bad that's about the same price as a regular fitness class exactly and a lot of other fitness classes i've seen are like more they're like Mm -hmm. 20 to 30 bucks for a drop-in and it's like 15 for a drop-in anyways it's just like a random thing where i was like i want to do something crazy new so love that gonna go to a ballet class or something I don't have rhythm and ballet just seems like a great place to start. You know, a isn't it foundational? doesn't have rhythm. Okay, okay. In my body. <laughs> when I when I dance, it's, it's mo- I, I don't know what it is. I have fun, but. That's fair. I couldn't do hip hop. Like me in a hip hop class would not be cool, would not yeah. be good. I couldn't even try. I would just laugh at myself I'd be so the embarrassed. whole time. I, exactly. I laugh when I'm uncomfortable and I would be uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I would be uncomfortable too. So I'm like, ballet, I feel like I can do because mm-hmm. it seems like it's like very exact movements yeah i don't know we'll see if i'm brave enough to do it but hopefully january i do it that's awesome i hope you do too thank you well i'm excited about this episode and it kind of goes along with resolutions because i feel like it's pretty common for people to set a goal for how many books that they will want to read Mm -hmm. in a year and so today we're talking about books yes but we're talking about book talk and what it's done for obviously books but like the publishing industry (laughs) how it's grown on tiktok and also like what it's done for women authors and women readers and everything i'm I'm excited me too before we start though i wanted to ask were you a big reader when you were little yes i was a huge reader same i was definitely the type when i was a kid my mom would have to like ground me from my books you know (laughs) Or she would come in and get mad at me because I wasn't going to sleep. I was up reading and Mm -hmm. I loved going to the library and just picking out 10 books and just, I loved it. Yeah. I was a big reader. And you were too? Yes. Huge. It was a big deal in my family. Like, I can't remember not being able to read. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. literally. (laughs) And, you know, they did the reading levels and everything. Like, our family was always like the stupid kids were the high school reading levels in like third grade. Yeah, because we uh-huh. just read all the time, and I'd get sent to my room, and I would just read my books. And yep, I loved my books. Same, and I was the kid, literally, for most of the years of elementary school, that I would read a book all of the time. Like I could walk mm-hmm. reading a book. I would sit at lunch and read <laughs> my book. Like I was obsessed with my books. That's adorable. And then it just stopped. I was just gonna say, I feel like everyone who grew up 
reading and loving reading stopped when they were a teenager. Yeah. It seems. And I almost wonder, so we're going to talk a lot about the fact that like for a while, well, I guess we're not talking a lot about it, but for a while there were a couple of years where like bookshops were closing. I remember a lot of Barnes yeah. and Noble started closing. It was almost like a crisis. I remember being yeah. sad, like Barnes and Nobles can't start closing. Mm-hmm. And I remember, yeah, being conscious and aware of that. Yeah, they were literally talking about how print was dying, the publishing industry was dying, and that this was the mm-hmm. end of, of books. books forever, <laughs> which is insane, actually, to think about. But, I mean, our high school era was post-Harry Potter, post-Hunger mm-hmm. Games, like... And that was like the big, like big phenomenon. There was like Twilight, Hunger Games, and Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. I feel like were the big ones that everyone was reading, everyone was excited about. And then like a couple little things here and there. But once that all died out, yeah. There really you know, hasn't been I don't like, remember hearing anything. Yeah, there hasn't been a big like book series since, I think. Like, and so one of the things that's really cool about book talk is that in a lot of ways, it's like made reading cool once more yeah (laughs) it's it's bringing back books (laughs) yeah it really is i actually i found this youtube video by a creator and she literally titled it book talk made reading cool again which Mm -hmm. we love to hear her name is nida teresa yes i really liked it It i watched that video yeah so Mm -hmm. she kind of talked about the phenomenon of like People were expecting print to be the end. Like, Kindles had been invented. Audible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like, no one was expecting anyone to, like, print books anymore. And even with mm-hmm. those digital books, like, book sales dropped dramatically for a few years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But now, because of TikTok and <laughs> the rise of TikTok that's literally taking over everything, one of the... CEOs of Barnes and Noble actually said, Book Talk is seeing more young people embrace reading than ever before, translating into shops full of teenagers and young adults, and a trend not seen since the heyday of JK Rowling and Harry Potter. That's so cool. Right? Like, it makes me so happy. And, like, say whatever you want to about TikTok, but the fact that it's getting people to read again, like, we can all be on board with that trend. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like, so sure, it's social media and it's wasting our brains away. Mm -hmm. Yes, I acknowledge that. That is very true. But it's got people to read again. Another thing, I saw it in my notes and like some people talking about it in like the articles I was reading that, yes, a lot of the, I keep like thinking like the book renaissance, but or like the book rebirth I don't know what the word yeah would be, no I get what you mean the return of books yes. <laughs> but I also wonder how much of it is because of 2020 and COVID mm. where I wonder if a lot of people were obviously left with a lot more free time alone than they normally were and so maybe they're like huh well I used to like reading books let's start reading books again and then they did that and then they started posting about it online like I'm wondering if if this would like if book talk would have happened without COVID you know I would agree with you except for the fact that I found an article talking about how books were the new hot fashion accessory and it was written in 2019 we've got another Mariah Carey situation on our hands where it wasn't the pandemic it was right before it was right before okay okay, yeah so what it was it was actually Gigi Hadid I think Mm -hmm. and her sister was it the other Hadid what's her name oh Bella Bella yeah so it was Gigi and Bella Hadid they were like photograph with books like these paperbacks in their like off-duty fashion looks you know and it was literally during New York Fashion Week when they know they're going to get photographed Mm -hmm. and so the New York Post like wrote this article writing about how books were the new hot fashion accessory and (laughs) I love it it got a ton of backlash because a bunch of people were like that is so sexist that you're implying that women don't read books they only carry them for ornamental (laughs) purposes (laughs) which is fair but that same year Kendall Jenner was captured reclining in the sun reading Darcy Wilder's literally show me a healthy person and another Mm -hmm. one Chelsea Hansen's tonight I'm with someone else and the author actually ended up writing an article called how did Kendall Jenner get a copy of my book (laughs) that is a fair question (laughs) but then they talked about how they kind of came up with this like concept it it sounds like a conspiracy theory but it also sounds like a really cool job 
where you have like a celebrity book stylist. So Mm. you like have people who just like people who pick out your fashion or people who do your hair and makeup. You have someone who chooses what books you post with. (gasps) Or even just like what books you read could be fun. Assuming that everyone who posts with a book is reading their books because you'd hope it's not a fashion accessory. (laughs) It's... It's something they engage in. So that it's not like they're not seen reading something embarrassing. Like, and That's, there's yeah. actually a YouTuber as well. I've been, because I've been watching videos about book talk, you know, mm-hmm. I've been getting a ton of like other YouTubers who like yeah. talk about books. But there uh-huh. is a YouTuber who he does this series where he goes through people's social media, celebrities' social media. He writes down a list of all of the books that they read, and then he reads them and judges them oh. based on their pick. Okay. His name is Jack Edwards. I, I'm i obsessed with that. Okay, It's hilarious. Like, he, he'll be like, I'm worried about Harry Styles based on his taste of books. And he'll be like, these are depressing. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people talk about that on TikTok usually. That's so yeah. funny. So it has kind of like turned into this celebrity phenomenon and then it immediately went into the pandemic and I feel like it had just exploded. And then everyone had the time to read and then talk about it online. Yeah. But the same article, she also talked about the fact that like runways have been starting to do more literary fashion. So mm. They're incorporating like classic books and stuff like that into their runway shows. And that there's just like people at the park now, like girls bring their tote bags and sit and read. Like uh-huh. it's now a trend. It's like a status symbol. She also brought up it's kind of another way to curate yourself online, like uh-huh. show what books you read because then it's another way for people to gain insight into what kind of person you are. So if you're reading like a By hot girl book you like. and you're a hot girl. Oh, yeah. I honestly, yeah, will strategically be like, hmm, what books do I want to share that I'm reading? And (laughs) for one thing, sometimes I'll just like share books and I'm like, this is popular and I know people have something to say about it. And that's fun because I like talking to people Mm -hmm. in in my DMs about like books and stuff. But sometimes I'm like, hmm. (laughs) One thing that I struggle with is getting embarrassed to buy like certain books you know what I mean like I want the people who work at bookshops to think I'm the coolest person ever (laughs) it's so there's like so many like small local bookshops here in Nashville Mm -hmm. and whenever I'm like buying like a basic like book talk book I'm just like I'm I'm not I mean okay there's nothing wrong with being basic there's nothing wrong not yeah like with being like other girls I know that But I still want the bookseller to think I'm the coolest person ever. You know what you should do? (laughs) This is my tip for that. You buy a classic with your book book. So you Ah. pick up, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a classic. You pick up a copy of Sylvia Plath's The Bell Jar. There we go. (laughs) I need to read that still. (laughs) Along with your copy of (laughs) Akatar. Yeah, okay. And then you look (laughs) well-rounded. And then I'm well-rounded. I'm a smart and a hot girl. Yeah. a basic and a hot girl. The dichotomy of women. We can be Agreed. both. Show them how <laughs> complex you are. I am. Um, thank you. Something that was super funny too is they talked about how a lot of people will like match books to their aesthetic. So like mm-hmm. they'll pick what book they're going to read because it matches their outfit that day. And she kind of brought up the fact she's like, this could just be the latest trend in our endless pursuit of a curated online persona. Or it could be a signal that being intelligent and informed is now more important than ever With all the conflicting information online, turning to books can provide a sense of stability. If a book matches your aesthetic, there's a higher chance that you might be able to relate to it. Even snobbish academics who might be offended by the idea of books as fashion accessories have certainly read books for clout and validation. Anyone who Mm -hmm. has read War and Peace or Moby Dick did not do it for fun. I can promise you that. (laughs) Just because what you're reading looks good with your oat latte doesn't mean you're being too shallow to appreciate its contents. So I thought that was kind of fun too. There we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I really love that. And I think that's a really good point that I, think now it's it's cooler to be informed it's cooler to be intelligent maybe in ways that I I don't know I don't feel like it was as valued five to ten years ago well I I agree I feel like our celebrities this is when we went to high school Mm -hmm. yeah but even like our celebrities today they reflect that like uh, one thing I've been realizing lately like I knew it but I've been like thinking about it a lot more lately is that Taylor Swift actually references so much literature in her songs, yeah. especially mm-hmm. folklore and evermore. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of like references that 
you don't really get as like a casual listener and then you're like holy cow this is amazing (laughs) once you understand it like her song tolerate it is in reference to the book she read by Daphne de Moore's called Rebecca there's also a movie about it on TikTok I mean not on TikTok on Netflix Mm -hmm. that's really good so there's a lot of like literary references I feel like models like some of the biggest book influencers Mm -hmm. um and also just like a lot of celebrities are talking more about what they're reading and that's what I want more than anything is a Taylor Swift book list right I want to know all of her book recommendations and what books inspire her and we've gotten a window into it I want the full list it would be cool I want to talk about this thing just to show how much TikTok has influenced everything So according to the British publishing house, Bloomsbury, sales saw a record 220% rise in profits, partly because of the phenomenon of book talk. What I think is so cool now to see is in bookstores and everything, there are tables that are book talk Mm -hmm. and there are like stickers, book talk made me buy it, things like that. What I love is is that they are fully embracing it. You know what I mean? That they are recognizing what it's doing. Another thing here is like the book talk hashtag has currently garnered 42.6 billion views across the platform. (laughs) Billion. Oh oh my gosh. That's huge. Oh, another thing. Book talk skyrocketed the popularity of physical books. In 2021, over 825 million physical books were bought, which was the most on record since they began keeping track in 2004. Wow. So the most books were sold in 2021 ever. I mean, obviously, maybe not ever, ever. But that is in this very, very digital world. But you know what's funny about that? I was like, why would that be an influence? Because like Kindles are more accessible than ever. I feel like that's like the Mm -hmm. hot new item. Everyone's buying a Kindle. You know, like I have the Kindle app that lets you buy books for literally like 99 cents. And then you can Mm -hmm. just read them on your phone. Then I realized no one can know what you're reading if you don't have a physical copy with you. There there it is. (laughs) There it is. For real though, you can't be sitting on the beach and just show your Kindle and then it's not nearly as cool as It doesn't feel as chic. Why doesn't it feel as chic? Also, I will say that I do, I personally like reading from a book more because if I'm on a device, I don't feel like I'm as focused as much. Mm -hmm. I know Kindles are only for reading. I don't focus as much and I, I don't know. I like the satisfaction of turning the pages. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much a, a physical book kind of gal, but now I know maybe it's because I secretly just want everyone to think I'm cool, <laughs> but I have very basic taste in books, so I don't know yeah. how much that's working. <laughs> I love physical books, but mm-hmm. um, I'm really judgmental about covers. Oh, so there's graphic designer. Yeah, I'm a graphic designer. I've designed book covers. So I literally like if I can't find a book that has a cover I like, a lot of the times I will just buy the ebook so I don't have to buy the book. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, which sounds so judgmental, but it's the truth. (laughs) No, that's all right. I've (laughs) definitely done a version for that where I don't like hard books. I like paper books, Mm. paperback. I don't like hardback. I like par. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't like hardback. I like paperback. And there was a book in a series, the Akatar series. Oh, yeah. That's like the one the after one everything. They only had it in hardback. And I knew that the paperback was coming out in September. And so I was like, mm, I'm going to wait six months. Like, I know I want to buy the book. I will not be buying the hard. Yeah. And no, I did. I totally get that. I actually got the box set for Akatar so that they were all exactly there we go. the same size. Oh, it drives me crazy when they're <laughs> different sizes. Yeah. But one thing I do appreciate about e-readers is that I can read at night. Like I have insomnia. Yeah. So if I'm not sleeping well, like, yeah, it's blue light, whatever, because I don't have a Kindle. But I can read a book without having my light on. And I feel like that a lot of the times helps me get more tired and want to sleep. Whereas if I'm trying to read with my mm-hmm. lamp on, I also feel like it strains my eyes a little bit, depending on how dim it gets. And also there's no way I'm going to bed if my lamp's on and I'm holding a physical book. <laughs> that, yeah, that <laughs> definitely makes sense. Yeah. So it depends on what I'm reading. Like the cute little romance novel we read in December, I definitely just bought that on the Kindle app. Yeah, that one that I would... <laughs> 
I just got the phone yeah. and I read it at, yeah. Yes, I get it. Yes. But there's a lot of other books, like the one we're reading this month, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I mm-hmm. 100% bought the paperback. So one thing I also wanted to bring up about TikTok and just like the book talk community that's happening mm-hmm. is that authors are yeah. showing up a lot more often. Um, they have like tips, exercises, announcements for their upcoming work, which really leads to jumps in book sales. Something else that's really cool is they're able to show like concept art or even I've seen a lot of them doing AI, which I know is controversial, to show like what mm-hmm. the characters in their book, like what they imagine them looking like. Oh, which is kind is cool. of cool. So you can kind mm-hmm. of get a little bit of a view into their brain. They're also so there's been like a couple of success stories. This was on TikTok's blog, which I didn't know they have one. Oh, but I didn't either. That's do. cool. So Chloe Gong joined TikTok while working on a book and grew a community of over a hundred K supporters leading up to its release. And then she published the novel These Violent Delights. Which oh. I'm sure you heard mentioned at some point. It was during her senior year. I haven't read year. it, but I'm yeah very immediately yeah. aware of that title. But she released it during her senior year at the University of Pennsylvania, which is an amazing thing to do at the end of your college career. It became a New York Times bestseller, and she's continuing to create content for a community of inspiring writers, giving advice and creating entertaining content as she continues her career. They also have noticed a weird thing happening with like books that were popular, but for the very small, like avid reader community a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago are now like skyrocketing in sales as they become popular on TikTok. Yeah. So like Colleen Hoover. Yes, definitely Colleen Hoover. But there was one that happened in Japan that was just like crazy. So this Japanese TikTok creator, Kengo, his um, username is Kengo underscore book, posted a TikTok introducing the novel lipstick on the after image, which I haven't heard of, but. Oh, okay. I think that actually sounds familiar. Yeah. It was originally released in 1989 and the video's comment section began a discussion board that led the 30-year-old novel to become ranked among the top books on many online shopping sites with selling over 100,000 copies in just a few weeks. Mm, wow. Literally, a 30-year-old book is now on the top-ranked books being sold because of a TikTok. Like, that's insane. Uh-huh. And then, of course, it's also happened with Madeline Miller's Song of Achilles, We Were Liars. Yeah, I was just going to say. And mm-hmm. a lot of the Colleen Hoover books. So it's kind of crazy that these books, the authors probably were like, yeah, it didn't sell that well, but, you know, like, yeah, it did okay, are now, like, skyrocketing. Back to the Song of Achilles. It was published in 2012 and had an initial print run of 20,000 copies. But the month that the article... I, this month, crap. I don't remember what article I got that from, but it was within this year. It announced that it, it had sold 2 million copies across all formats. Oh, my god! So from 20,000 to 2 million, and that's 10 years later. Like, imagine writing a book... 10 years later, 2 million copies sold? That's crazy. I love this. I love that TikTok is doing this. They've done it with a few songs. They've had them charting. Like you think of Mm -hmm. Kate Bush and like so many others. Yes. And then to have these books, like what a wonderful surprise. And I feel like it shows that like art doesn't have a time limit. Yes. Yeah. Like we're still admiring Van Gogh's paintings, you know, like we're still looking mm-hmm. at statues from ancient Greece and like people can buy books from 30 years ago and they're still yeah. as relevant. That's something that I've noticed people talking a lot on, I guess, like songwriting TikTok or mm. music TikTok. I guess the name's not as catchy as book talk, but <laughs> where people are talking a lot about the fact that with the way that TikTok works now, it almost puts less pressure on release day. Mm. Before when, you know, I, I don't know, even like a year, a couple years ago, it was all about the release day, right? If the numbers yeah. didn't do well on release day, whether you were independent or a signed huge artist, then okay, cool, move on to the next thing, you know? But TikTok almost provides the opportunity obviously in we've seen multiple examples of songs blowing up that are old books blowing up like all kinds of things it almost like it makes it possible because you just literally never know what will blow up and potentially reach a new audience and I think it's really cool as an artist no matter what you're creating to like to not to take the pressure off of it you know that your art doesn't have to be an immediate success 
to mean that it doesn't have the potential to be a success. You know what I'm saying? Like Definitely. it's really, really cool. And it, it just makes you feel like, oh, you know, what? it's okay. Like I don't have to put all of my eggs in this one basket of release week. And if nothing happens in release week, cool. That means I'm a big failure and nothing will ever come from this. <laughs> and it's so easy to like go down that Definitely. cycle. But yeah, I think it definitely has created more of an evergreen effect which is yes wonderful i fully agree we're gonna take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists okay so of course we've got to highlight some book talkers mm-hmm. um so i found this one her name is Iman, i believe it's spelled a-y-m-a-n and her handle is Iman's books and she has beautiful pictures and beautiful pictures of books. Yay. I actually don't know where she's located because she has a bunch of cities in her highlights. Oh. So maybe she's located. Wait, what is her Instagram again? Um, A-Y-M-A-N-S books. Ooh, yes. Pretty, pretty right? pictures of books. And it's like, this is what amazes me. Her entire feed looks gorgeous and it's all pretty much reels. That is a feat. Right? But yeah, yeah, she talks about a ton of series, like other books. She has uh, I Spy a Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo down at the bottom there. Um, Makes sense. She has 141,000 followers on Instagram. And I think on TikTok, she has over 630,000. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. This is a top tier book talk creator. Top tier. The best in the game, apparently. Yeah. And her feed is gorgeous. <laughs> so, yeah, it really, really is. Yeah. So that's really and cool. That's actually like they're literally all reels and they all I look know. so good. Wow. And, yeah. I and know they all that. have like a ton of views. And I think she does a lot of like funny like, like content. Right mm-hmm. So she'll use like trending sounds and then recommend different books with them, which I also think is like something that would take a lot of effort <laughs> yeah <laughs> i appreciate when people are able to do stuff like that because i don't think my brain works like that like i'm not wired to be a tiktoker <laughs> yep same that's why i'm here and you all have to listen and to that's me why we do long form content <laughs> where we just talk yep. <laughs> but yeah anyway go check her out um i hope i'm saying her name right but i'm in amen amen's book cool I this is a book talker that I love. Her Instagram is my name is Marines or Mari. Yeah, I I just now in this moment have discovered her Instagram. It doesn't look like she's very active on her Instagram, um, but I've originally found her from TikTok, so I definitely would recommend checking her out on there. Um, obviously, follow her Instagram if you want, but she's yeah. pretty active on TikTok. But what I really like, she definitely does a lot more of the like sitting and giving her well-thought-out reviews on books and other forms of media, and I just always appreciate her takes. I always agree with them. She's honestly gotten me to like change my mind even on like some books I read I think like seeing her like talk about I don't want to specify or like you know I don't need to cause hate be a hater but some books that she's brought up I'm like oh you're right you're right you're right I was wrong like it's it's made me do that but it, it just in general too she just has good recommendations and I I trust her taste at this point if she likes it I have a feeling I'll like it so Love I would that. 100% go check her out. She's probably my favorite book reviewer that I have found on, on BookTop. So That's awesome. I'm totally mm-hmm. going to follow her right now. Do it. She's like 69,000 followers on, on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I'd also recommend you go check out YouTube for a lot of yeah. the people we mentioned. Go check out the YouTube side of book in, like content absolutely yeah always fun to see some long-form content going on over there too so totally all right now back to the show do you want to talk about the four horsemen of book talk i definitely do so another youtube video there's a creator called the book leo she did a whole thing like breaking down it was like your guide to book talk or something the ultimate guide to tiktok book talk Mm -hmm. and she basically just went through and was like here's all the books that are popular here's all the areas you can end up in on book talk and like broke them down but she described four of the authors as the four horsemen of book talk (laughs) 
which I loved. <laughs> so we'll mention those really quick. You probably have heard these names a million times. Like I'm not even really like on book talk. Like I would say I'm very loosely. Like mm-hmm. I get them every once in a while, but it's not very consistent. But I've heard of every single one of these books. <laughs> the first one is, of course, Colleen Hoover. Of course. Um, her popular books are Verity, most recently, and It Ends With Us was one of them. Have you ones. read any Colleen Hoover books? No, because I watched like a video about what they were about because I was there was a lot of like trigger warnings attached and yeah. I was trying to figure out what the deal was. And I, from what I've collected, she's not my vibe. Um, yeah they're very like they're about of a lot of abusive relationships and from what I could tell there was a little bit of some problematic takes going on yeah it's fair I've read one it ends with us and okay I don't want to be a hater go ahead and be a hater it's okay okay I can have opinions yeah um I will I honestly am not even a hater I read it and I liked it and I enjoyed it but then I realized that when I read it, I was on a beach vacation oh. and it was a really great book to read on a vacation because it was really easy to get through. It only took me a week, to, the week I was, you know, out there, less than the week I was out there to read. And so part of me was like, did I love the book or did I love reading a book on the beach? Hmm. And I... I, looking back, I'm like, what was that premise? What? Like, (laughs) yeah, I think I just wanted to read a cheesy romance. Not it wasn't cheesy romance. And because I I don't know if you know the plot of It Ends With Us, but it is about an abusive relationship and everything. But I was like, I think, yeah, I think it was because I was on the beach that I enjoyed that book because I don't really I haven't really had a desire to go back and 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 read anymore and then now that I think about the plot I'm like no 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 I liked where I was more than I liked the book (laughs) yep so I will not be reading Colleen Hoover but yeah she is a big deal on TikTok (laughs) listen I think everyone needs a gateway to reading and it seems like she's being used as a gateway to reading definitely and And I don't want to every everyone's art has purpose Agreed. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah, I will just be very picky about what art I partake in. And yeah, reading about bad marriages is not on my to-do yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's totally fair. <laughs> so the next one is Emily Henry. She wrote Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation. Oh, I forgot to talk about the fact. So Colleen Hoover and Emily Henry are kind of more on like the romance slash smut area yeah uh-huh. I think Emily Henry's more smut Colleen Hoover is kind of a loose version yeah. of romance but those are the ones that are very popular on like the romance book talk side. have you read any Emily Henry books I have not I read people we met on vacation that was my first book of 2022 oh nice did it you was like very it cute. I yeah. did. I mean, it's it's kind of like the faking Christmas book. Gotcha. I just got through it. It was very nice. Yeah. Good romance novel. Good. So I liked it. Yeah. Good introduction to it then. Mm-hmm. You've read a lot more book talk books than me. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've made my way through slowly but yeah. surely. I read like six Western romances at the beginning of 2022. Excellent. So mm-hmm. that's where my priorities were. Good. They're nowhere Good. on book talk. I don't care. <laughs> what a shame, honestly. <laughs> no. And then the third one is Sarah J. Mass, of course, yes. with Akatar or A Court of mm-hmm. Thorns and Roses. And I, for a while, I actually thought that Akatar was the name of the book because that's what everyone <laughs> Everyone says. calls it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's A Court of Thorn and Roses, that whole series, and then A Throne of Glass, which is her other one. She's like the fantasy side. Definitely. And I feel like Sarah J. Mass has kind of started turning into a controversial, you know, yeah. like hot take. Whenever I see a hot take book talk, TikTok it's someone will always say something about Sarah J Mass and whatever you might think about Sarah J Mass whatever Akatar is what got me back into reading fantasy novels because mm-hmm. I loved fantasy novels when I was a kid so I figured hey here's a good way to get me back into it and sure enough and now there's like a couple fantasy series series yeah. what's the plural of series it's anyway I don't know there are a couple of series that I've read now because of reading Akatar so I think it's kind of similar to Colleen Hoover is that Every yeah. every book serves its purpose. Have you read her series Throne of Glass? I haven't okay. actually. I haven't either, but I've been wondering about it lately. Mm-hmm. 
The last one is Taylor Dinkins Reed, which I feel like has been everywhere. And I definitely want to read a lot of hers. She described her books as like the hot, sad girl books. But I would also say they kind of have like more of like a historical take Mm -hmm. on them, which I love read any of them i haven't but i want to you would like daisy jones in the six that's the I only totally one i read by I her yeah. i caught the hype for that book i really liked it yeah she had daisy jones in the six and seven husbands of evelyn hugo or her two big I, ones i haven't read that one yet it's everywhere everywhere i need <laughs> to finally just do it yeah i'm kind of one of those people like i didn't read hunger games until like all of the movies were out and the hype died down I'm that way too. Yeah, yeah I like need to get I over kind myself. of have to wait for everyone to be over it before I will indulge. Yeah, I literally didn't read Twilight until I was in high school. Same. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it came out when we were in like elementary. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read it till high school, which I will say it's partly because my mom didn't let me read it yeah. when it first came out. I read the first one I think when I was in junior high, but my mom told me I couldn't finish the series until I was in high school. <laughs> so I was yeah. like well then what's the point <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'm good <laughs> but I will say I loved reading them in high school I think they're perfect oh, for high schoolers I loved reading them when I finally did yeah but it was like yeah 10 years after that I was like you know I think I'm gonna read these books finally yep and I thoroughly enjoyed them I actually have been feeling a desire to read them again oh yep because I have been revisiting those movies a lot more often. <laughs> I love those movies so Sometimes much. Sometimes I just oh. don't know what to watch. And it's like, you know what? We're just, we're going to watch Twilight. A uh, shout out to an episode that I forgot we did. We did a Twilight episode, didn't we? We did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last I Halloween. just remembered that we did that. Go and listen to our Twilight great. episode. We yes. have no hate for Twilight. We adore Twilight. No. So a lot of podcasts that I've listened to will kind of hate on Twilight a little bit. You're not going to get that from us. Loyal fans over here. <laughs> Loyal fans to women and Twilight lovers everywhere. So some other um, popular books on TikTok that kind of fall into these categories. You have Song of mm-hmm. Achilles. They both die in the end. A Little Life. We Were Liars. The Spanish Love Deception. The Love Hypothesis. Red, White, mm-hmm. and Royal Blue. Book Lovers. Normal People. These Violent Delights that I mentioned earlier. The Atlas Six. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Ice Planet Barbarians, Twisted Love, and My Year of Rest and Relaxation. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I read that and I liked it a lot, but that author has a series that I like even more and I would recommend it. It's called A Darker Shade of Magic. It actually came out in 2015 is the first book in that series. But um, yeah, that's my personal favorite book that That's she awesome. I think that was my favorite book of last year I don't even mm-hmm. know why it gripped me so much but I got through that book almost faster than any other book so if you're wanting a fantasy series that's not basic check mm-hmm. out A Darker Shade of Magic I really loved it that's awesome something I want to mention about Colleen Hoover is that like we mentioned book talk can cause a lot of older not older books but you know less relevant books to blow up Colleen Hoover's It Ends With Us was originally published in 2016 and despite being published six years ago it is one of the biggest books on book talk and it debuted at number one on USA Today's best-selling book list in January of this year and then it returned to number one in June and then again again in August wow so it just keeps coming back and I think I like saw something now that Colleen Hoover oh yeah this is what it was so there was a NPD book scan uh, which tracks the sale of most printed books in the United States says that 10 best-selling books so far this year I guess last year 2022 Miss Hoover had written four of the entire top 10. So book talk has really done wonders for that woman's career. (laughs) Can someone like message us if you love the Colleen Hoover books can you message us and just tell me why? I have like no hate for it. I'm just curious because I've read all of the synopsis of all of them. Going back to It Ends With Us like sure it was it was fine but then I like sat back and thought about it and I was like okay her name is like Lily Blossom and she owns a flower shop And as a child, she wrote letters to Ellen DeGeneres. And then she named her daughter Dory. Hmm. (laughs) Like, it's just a little too much. It's just too much. Yeah. One of the things that I heard it talk about is that, like, the whole title, It Ends With Us, is kind of like, you know, like, you have to be the one to end the cycle of abuse. Like, you have to be Mm -hmm. the one to leave. And I was kind of like, or we could just 
teach men to stop using women. That would, like, end a cycle. Like, maybe it's not up to the women, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's kind of like, hmm, interesting. I don't know if I agree. (laughs) So, yeah. I, I mean, books that have controversy sell better a lot of the time so true mm-hmm. yeah good for her I'm glad that people are reading them I really me too a little bit more about the sales I'm gonna read from this New York Times article that's called how TikTok became a bestseller machine like I mentioned they're the ones who talked about how Colleen Hoover had the top four out of ten best-selling books but then I'm gonna just read this paragraph it said now one of the commanding forces in adult fiction book talk has helped authors sell 20 million printed books in 2021 so far this year those sales are up another 50%. I think this article came out September of 2022. MPD Books said that no other form of social media has ever had this kind of impact on sales. And then there's a quote, this is how it makes me feel and this is how it's going to make you feel is what someone said that is like to describe the content of many of the videos. And people are like, I want to feel that, give it to me. And then in essence, Book Talk supercharges something that's been essential to selling a book, which is just word of mouth. Which, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then sales were initially concentrated among young adult titles, but book talk is now even more powerful in adult fiction. Romance is a major category, which shout out to our episode just from a week ago that we did about a romance novel. We talk a little bit about the genre specifically as well as Hallmark movies. So go check that one out. But followed closely by science fiction and fantasy, but even classics like Wuthering Heights and The Great Gatsby get some TikTok love, which I have a feeling some of those are a little bit for the aesthetics, but you know what? there's, There's nothing to be ashamed of there. I love The Great Gatsby. Like, I want to read a good book that is a very quick but beautiful read. That's I one. honestly, I bought The Great Gatsby my senior year of high school because I knew how much you loved it and I don't think I ever read it. So I need to do that this year finally. It. It's quick. Yeah. It's like, it's very small. It's a very quick read. But yeah. the thing I love about it the most is just like the imagery. Like it's very descriptive. It's almost like reading yeah. poetry while you read a story. All right, you've convinced me. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I heard people kind of talk about is the fact that because it changed reading into like a visual medium, it makes it easier Mm -hmm. for people to digest because it's almost like a trailer for a book. Yeah. And then people have even gotten creative with it where they've been like, they turn it into a story time. And then Mm -hmm. at the end, they're like, actually, this is a book. (laughs) This is a book and you can go read it. (laughs) Which I kind of hate those ones because I'm like, but at the same time, they're effective. I've fallen for it many there was one today actually that I was like are you kidding me like (laughs) this crazy story and then I read the description or caption of the video and I was like are you okay story idea joy I I was fooled again one side of book talk that I'm definitely on is the aesthetic book talk where they just show you like really cool looking books like Uh there's one that has like letters and notes like annotated in it and it's like handwritten and everything it looks very cool and of course the one like Kane's jawbone book that you have to like cut apart and try and rearrange oh, yeah and like no one's been able to do it uh-huh is there's yeah that one's been everywhere too I found another article too that kind of talked about I guess like the darker sides of TikToks it was mm-hmm. the Guardian it's called inspirational passion or paid for promotion can book talk be taken on face value some of the things that they brought up like first off they're bringing up the fact that publishers a lot of times will make deals with both with both TikTok and its creators so many book talkers feel as if their safe space is becoming too industry led for example um this summer there was a certain book slash author, Alex Astor, with a book called Light Lark. And some big book talkers had received copies of it, which was a novel that was picked up by publishers following the success of like a homemade book trailer that she posted on TikTok. So she like pitched her idea to TikTok and it blew up. And then she got a publishing deal to finish the book. Wow. But people like the reviews of it, were really really mixed a lot of readers were like really angry at her almost because they were like you promised all these things that didn't end up being in the book like it's not what you sold to us you're just like an industry plant you are misrepresenting everything which I saw a lot of different takes on the situation I wasn't in it enough to like know what was happening but that was like a big controversy I think I watched a video about this 
I was like letting my YouTube play the other day and it like yeah. got on booktube and just started going. <laughs> booktube. Yeah. <laughs> and it ended up someone had read the Light Lark series and I remember she was talking about how like it didn't make sense and that the premise didn't actually end up happening. Yeah, yeah, that's what I had heard as well. And so she got a lot of backlash, which I guess is just the danger of selling it before it is it. what it is. Yeah, because obviously a lot of things will change from concept to final written form. Yeah. Other like things that have been brought up September TikTok announced a collaboration with Penguin Random House which had a feature on the app that it would allow creators to link books in their videos automatically creating like dedicated playlists highlighting other videos about the book that got a lot of varied response some people say that like it was really clever and it provided a really you know accessible way to do it yeah. some creators were just like annoyed because it was just free marketing mm -hmm. for the publishing house without actually compensating the creators one person said where's the commission for the creators because they obviously get like there's not really a lot of rewards for creators who who are literally saving the industry yeah you know that's um fair. other things too it's like book talk began as a very very authentic moment but is now all this money being funneled into the platform like is that changing that because you know like if they're getting paid to like review certain things. Is that going to change it? There was this thing from the article that said Maddie Lim, who's a creator from the US with 59,000 followers, says that the base of it is still the same, but she notes that creators are now aware that they can make money from their content. She says that this can put you in a weird position where some creators promote books that they've never read. and th But then other people have talked about that she hasn't noticed a shift in book talk. I hope that there is a shift if it results in more authors from marginalized backgrounds getting more attention but despite the controversies that might surround it as I think any like big thing like this will definitely have its own controversies originally it did almost like start as a very safe and wholesome part of book talk so hopefully it stays that way yeah. and I think that there is a way to I don't know like I hope that they find a way to compensate these creators because they they are the ones who I guess have like in a way like helped revive this industry you know and I don't know if it's like one creators to blame like to not blame to thank so I don't know how you would go about like compensating the right people because yeah. who knows you know who really did it but I don't know I just thought that was like an interesting thing it's like are these people like these big publishing firms now taking advantage of these book talk creators but now pouring money into something is that gonna like change what made it so great in the first place if that makes sense I don't no, know it makes sense I I don't know. I hope that like the creators are just getting more money like from stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. Advanced copies of books and like paid sponsorships and videos. I know a lot of like the TikTok book talkers have been moving mm -hmm. over to YouTube for longer form content with more yeah. AdSense kind of doing like book vlogs where they like read a book and then like update you on different parts as they read it. So, you know, there's definitely like a growing industry of like being a book influencer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which honestly sounds very charming. It so. does sound very charming and I'm I'm fully here for it, to be honest. Definitely. So. And definitely here for book talk and all it's doing for authors, bookstores, books, publishing yeah. company, creators. It got me reading again and yeah. I'm thankful for it. And I'm just glad that books are trendy again. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We love being smart and reading yes. makes you smarter. I think It so. really does. I, yeah, I guess like this is kind of a good way to end it. But like after college ended, which has only been like a year for me, I realized mm -hmm. that like I really, really miss learning. Yeah. Like I miss sitting down in a class and like hearing things that I've never heard before and like having my mm -hmm. mind expanded. And I love my job and I feel like it's able to teach me a lot of things in a lot of ways, but it's a lot more like practical skills and like very based yes. on my job <laughs> mm -hmm. instead of like being more just like intelligence based knowledge that you just like gain. Absolutely. And so yeah. that's one of the things I love about reading and I love about the podcast is I feel like we're kind of creating our own little college course. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And yeah, that's just something that I love about books that are able, they're able to expand your brain and like move you out of your own space. And I think mm -hmm. that's something that everyone should do. Absolutely. And like, even if you're just reading 
fantasy novels or romance novels like it's really easy for you to be like oh I'm just reading those mm-hmm. you know or like this isn't making me smart even me like at the beginning of this I was insecure about <laughs> me reading the basic book talks books but like there's such a value mm-hmm. to it even still yeah and you're reading like who cares what it is if you read it and you enjoy it and it brings you like happiness and you know like that then who cares yeah so keep reading good books and keep sharing the books you're reading with everyone and tell us your favorite book yes oh and we will be reading a book talk book this month yeah so we'll be having an episode about it at the end of the month we're going to read madeline miller's circe Mm -hmm. because it's about a historical woman written by a woman from the perspective of a woman like why wouldn't we want to read that mm-hmm. and we do a lot of like greek mythology mm-hmm. muse type books i mean episodes so we felt like it was a, a good one to choose yeah we thought it was very fitting so mm-hmm. we'll be reading that we would love if you all want to join us um you totally can We'd love that mm-hmm. i also wanted to shout out madeline miller's website she has like all of the characters laid out, like a photo essay, like inspiration images, and a reader's guide that we'll probably be using for the episode of like book club discussions. Yeah. And she has that for pretty much every book that she has. So that's pretty cool, <laughs> especially because yeah. it's about like ancient Greece. So I'm sure there'll be some parts that will introduce characters that we're not as familiar with. Also, what's really cool is that apparently it is being adapted for a television series by HBO Max. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it just got announced. Well, I guess it was picked up a while ago, but with the growing popularity of the book, I'm sure it will continue too. But yeah, they got the guy who did like the writing for Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Jurassic World. So, I mean, there's some hope there that we can get like something. That's really what I'm good. excited for more book to movie adaptions that I'm sure will come of this from the resurgence. Oh, definitely. I know for sure we're getting a Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I think that one was yes. already announced. And Daisy Jones and the Six, I think, mm. is like they're doing a TV show soon. That's awesome. So yeah, like lots of fun stuff ahead for women authors and for just the whole reading community in general. Absolutely. Well, join us next week for another More Than Amuse episode. Happy January. Happy New Year. And I'm happy you're here. We'll talk to you next week. See you next time. Bye. Bye.